This is the Summit Life Ministries audio experience. Hi, welcome to the Age Changer Show brought to you by Summit Life Ministries. My name is Carmen Furrow. This is Lynn Furrow, my husband and the founder of Summit Life Ministries. Our vision is to elevate, equip, and empower. Elevate the church's vision to see our identity through God's eternal purpose. Equip believers to live with an eternal perspective and empower believers to live supernatural lifestyles in faith-filled obedience. How do we do that? We have to know the Lord. This week we've been talking about having a heart that hears because we need to be listening. We need to be near. We need to know our God, our King, our friend, and tune our ears to His voice. Amen. Well, I want you to know that I've enjoyed uh, this week with you, and we have one more episode, which is the question and the answer uh, episode. But uh, in these uh, early days of 2021, we have really wanted to uh, deepen and set the plow deeper. Because as I said yesterday, we're as close to the Lord as we want to be. And I want to be this year, 2021, uh, closer. Closer. <laughs> I want to walk more closely. And if I do not acquaint myself with his heart and with his voice, and he cannot guide me through instruction, he has to guide me through circumstances that grab my, finally get my yeah. attention get my and that deal with the hardness of my heart. Mm -hmm. And I always say that uh, there are two ways in which we, we grow in wisdom. You can get it through instruction. In other words, somebody else has walked through something and they've learned lessons by walking through it. And then they can impart that truth and knowledge to you and shorten your learning curve. Yes. So what took them 20 years to, to learn, they can impart to you uh, what they were taught over that 20 year period. And this is what we call impartation. Mm -hmm. Well, wisdom is knowledge that is properly applied. So. They, they grew through their life experiences of how to properly apply lessons of life. And so then they can impart those life lessons to you. But there is a second way wisdom is imparted, and that's through experience. And, and so we just say experience is the best teacher. No, instruction is. <laughs> I just want to say that conventional <laughs> wisdom is not true. Yeah. If you will take heed to wisdom and learn, have mm -hmm. a meekness and a teachableness and a humility, yes, a humility that you can learn life lessons from other people so you don't have to repeat their mistakes, that's the best way wisdom can be uh, imparted to you. But if you're one of these people that you're so hard-hearted and hard-headed hard-headed that if if someone says 
Do not run into a wall. That hurts. If you're one of these hard-headed, hard-hearted people that you need to run into the wall to then say, guess what? You're right. That hurts. Then if that is the only means by which God's instruction can be given to you is by life lessons that come through your own experiences. That's the hard way. Yeah. And and it you know they say wisdom is the best teacher when we when we learn it the hard way. I go, no. I don't want to learn. I have learned things the hard way. I've learned things the hard and, way. And boy, uh, what a painful paycheck to pay when you learn it the hard way. I want to grow in in meekness, humility, and a teachableness to where God does not have to discipline me mm-hmm. through my circumstances to get my attention and to break my strong will to finally realize that His way is better and His ways are perfect. His thoughts are higher than, than me trying to experiment to see if I can have one of my ways <laughs> outdo the wisdom of God. And so uh, I, I just want to say, Lord, not my will, but your will be done. I want to do it your will, your way all the time so that I can walk in your wisdom. So where we left off yesterday, Carmen, is I made this statement. I just said, we will never experience the voice of God in the now or have God speak to us in the future. Because we said, whoever has an ear to hear, Mm -hmm. let him hear. God wants to speak to his people. They're permitted to hear. But the only people that hear God, because God is a communicator, but the only ones that hear God's voice are the ones that want to hear God's voice, that are willing to hear God's voice, and that value what Mm -hmm. he would have to say. And it's not just what we want to hear, but we would value Whatever the whole truth <laughs> and nothing but the truth. We want God to to say to us, no restriction. You don't, you know, there are certain relationships that I've had and that I have even now where I cannot fully disclose who I am or my whole heart towards them because they don't want to hear all that I have to say. They They really only want to hear what they want to hear and they look for people that will tell them what they want to hear. I I like to have uh, people share some things that maybe I would want to hear but I would also want people to have a, a relationship with me to where uh, as I've grown in relationship they will tell me things that I need to hear. Thank you for being my wife. Thank you for telling me things that sometimes it wasn't just a all the things that I wanted to hear um, that were positive. Uh, But you told me things that I needed to hear because I needed to uh, have a perspective that I I couldn't see for myself. And and was it easy to have you confront me or or challenge me? No, it's, it's never easy. It becomes easier when you see that the purpose of that type of communication is not to hurt and harm, but to help. 
and because you know me and you've grown to know me yeah. and you can trust my heart most and of you the, can hear it most, most of the time, of the time. <laughs> just kidding <laughs> that's pretty real <laughs> uh, Carmen and I have, have gone through so much together that I think that we could say anything to each other and that we do know that we have our best interests each other at heart and that we love each other and are committed to each other in such a deep profound way that uh, love prevails so if we don't love receive it fails. and if we don't receive it right at the time it doesn't take us too long to come back around yeah, to be okay absolutely <laughs> like i said you may not want to hear it uh, but if it's something that needs to be heard you have to deal with truth you can run from it. You can harden yourself against it. That's what uh, the writer of the Hebrews said. He said, no one receives the discipline of the Lord at first in a way that they go, oh, this was so exciting <laughs> and fulfilling. We never had Come any, on, Jesus, any of our discipline me again. I love <laughs> it when you come as my disciplinarian. Hmm. No, it says that sometimes we, we want to faint under it. Sometimes we want to despise it, but it said the son who is a, a faithful son will learn to endure the Lord's discipline. I want to be a son that endures the discipline of the Lord. I don't want to despise it, and I don't want to faint under it and say, why are you picking on me? I can remember as a very small child when my parents would discipline me. I would get into these self-pity deals and I'd go in there into the bedroom and I'd shut the door and I'd look in the mirror and I'd put my you know, bottom lip out and I'd say, Mom and Dad don't love me. <laughs> I was lying to myself, you know? No, my parents loved me. That's why they disciplined me. They, they just didn't want me to be left to my own devices. And uh, that's why they disciplined me. Well, the Lord disciplines the sons and daughters that he loves. And so if the Lord shows up in our life as a disciplinarian and he disciplines us primarily, what I'm trying to get across is I want the Lord to discipline us by his word that I, mm -hmm. I've learned to appreciate his instruction, his guidance and through his word and value what he has said and it sets me up to be able to receive what he wants to speak to me in the now and then also in the future. I have a question. So then would you I say, don't take questions. <laughs> oh, on, it's not Friday. <laughs> on any episode other than on Friday. You know that. <laughs> so would you say trembling at his word, an application of that, maybe not the whole thing, but an application of that would be your response to his correction that you don't despise it, that you endure it, that you receive it, would be a, in a way trembling at his word? That there's a, that's a response to receiving his word? Absolutely. I do think that that is an application. Um, but I think in the context, it's, it's that people say, God is speaking. Mm -hmm. Not just a man, not just any old person. This is no one as a competitor when it comes to the voice of God. Mm. Voice, the voice of God is unique and distinct and is elevated 
above all other expressions of communication. And that when he speaks, his people tremble because God has chosen to speak to men. Mm-hmm. And, and so if he does come in discipline, uh, we are trembling at his word because we know that God is intervening. He is for God to come into our life to say, I, I need to be a disciplinarian to you because I, I want to help you. I haven't come to hurt you. But I want you to not destroy yourself or uh, to affect others in a negative way. It should cause me to tremble that that God has has again chosen. Mm -hmm. He could let me go my own way, but he has chosen to be my father in that moment, to father Mm -hmm. me and to instruct me. Now, Carmen, where I want to go in this episode today is if... God speaks to us in the now. There is a direct connection to how we valued what he has spoken. And we know what he has spoken in the past has been revealed through his written word. And I'm going to use a strange, maybe a strange, but maybe a a very familiar common illustration. And this is what I found in my walk with the Lord. If I'm wanting to hear his voice today, again, it is directly connected and it correlates to how I value his word, his written word, the scriptures. I'm going to use as many synonyms as possible. The Bible, both the Old and the New Testament. I find that if I'm not hearing God in my present moment, it's because there is a negligence in regards to how I've treated what he's said in the past and how he has revealed what he has spoken is through the Bible because Uh, This is not all that God has spoken in the past, but this is all that God has chosen to have recorded. And we know that this book Mm -hmm. was inspired by the Holy Spirit. It is the breath of God. Uh, The scripture is God-breathed and holy men of God, as they were carried along by inspiration, recorded what God led them to record. And so I find that my present experience with the voice of the Lord is directly connected to my relationship with the Lord through his word. Mm -hmm. I see that there is a tragic neglect. Mm -hmm. Tragic neglect. And it's having devastating consequences in the body of Christ because the people of God no longer read their Bibles. And because of that, there there is this miscarriage, spiritual miscarriage, or what I would call arrested development. And I use phrases like, Uh, the church is trapped in a cycle of perpetual immaturity or infancy. You can trace all of where we're stuck spiritually as the church and the 
the condition and the health of the church is directly connected to time spent or time not spent in this word. And those that are healthy, happy, prosperous, and blessed, experiencing the overflow of the goodness of God, are the people that are a people of the word that tremble at the word. They don't argue with the word. Because I can see in, in the life of many believers today, when you talk to them about the word of God, they'll argue with you. Well, I know the Bible says that, but you know that the Bible says that, but... Are you trembling at God who has spoken and you're going to assert that your opinion or your perspective on life trumps your conventional commonsensical wisdom is superior to the wisdom of God? And so I know it sounds oversimplistic when people say it. If the Bible said it, it's so. Mm -hmm. But in fact... I believe from Genesis to Revelation, this book is inspired. And as one man said, it is that the anvil that has worn out many, many hammers. Mm -hmm. There have been opponents of this book that have tried to undermine it, destroy it, and they keep on taking it on. And, and this thing can go 15 rounds with you, buddy. Uh, <laughs> And matter of fact, you're not going to make it to the 15th round. This thing, this book's going to knock you out. Uh, and you think that you're going to take it on. Uh, last night, I was in the, a vehicle with one of my sons, and they were talking about uh, a certain fighter who has challenged a, a well-known champion. And they, Are you talking boxing? No, we're talking about far worse than boxing. Okay. We're talking about MMA. Okay. Where they get into the octagon and they oh. beat themselves senseless oh. and you know there are some things that that are barred but not many things. But this guy, you know, challenged this champion and one of my sons said, you know, that guy's in for the beating of his life. If if he would ever get that match. And they said not in a million years. Would he ever get that match? But they said that he would get the beating of his life. Well, when you try to oppose God and you try to, in your arrogance, take on uh, what he has revealed about himself, you are going to lose. <laughs> and his truth will keep marching on and his truth will prevail. I feel like some people they take they take their thoughts and then they and their imaginations and then they go to the word to see, to validate instead of source, their opinion. Instead of you start here to see what God says and his truth about it and then that's to change me and to form my opinions that's and my right. thoughts and the truth inside of me. And so what you said was excellent. People take their opinions and they interject it to form an interpretation of the Bible, which many of them have twisted the scriptures to say things that is not 
obviously the intent of God and the heart of God. But if you know the scripture, you know it's a perversion mm -hmm. of the truth. But we have to be a people that accept the word of God for what it says. Right. And we have to tremble at it and receive it. And the illustration that I was going to give, and then we'll end here, and obviously we're going to go into next week on this subject, is again, I'm trying to correlate between God's voice to me in the now and in the future is connected to my value mm -hmm. of what he has spoken in the past. This is what I found in my own, own life. There is a fresh, ongoing, proceeding word of, of the voice of God in my life in the present when I spend more time in his written word. Can you say that again? There's a fresh, ongoing... Going, proceeding word, a connectivity to his voice and how he is speaking and leading me in the now when I am immersing myself in what he has said in the past. And so this is the illustration. If you've ever heard, this is the water that primes the pump. Mm -hmm. Now, you know, we need fresh water that waters us every day. Mm -hmm. But if there is no well water that is used as a primer, you can't draw up anything fresh. So there's always a little bit of wa water that is of a previous day's mm. resourcing that is left that helps you draw, that the pump draws upon to bring an introduction of the new. The, the Bible is the water that primes the pump of the heart of God that brings about fresh expression of his preceding word in your life. We're going to have to end there and we'll take this up. We're going to have question and answers tomorrow, but then we'll pick up this series, uh, The Hearing Heart, next week on Monday. Thank you for joining us for the Age Changer Show this week. Um, if you'd like to find out more about Summit Life Ministries, you can find us at summitlifeministries.com. Also, if you would like to look at the videos in order, there's a video tab that's, that's very convenient to use. If you could please like this video and share this video, it will help get the word out and encourage others also in their, in their walk with the Lord to be strengthened and to learn about um, having a heart that hears and growing in that. Um, thank you for joining us. God bless you. Have a beautiful week. Love you. Bless you. What's up, everybody? This is Josh Furrow from the Summit Life Ministries team. I just wanted to thank you for tuning in to the podcast. Make sure you subscribe, leave us a review, and have a blessed week.